discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Seven. Wow, are you glad to be here? Ask your neighbor, are you at all? Are you glad to be here at all? Wow, beautiful. I think last week we couldn't meet, isn't it? Because of uh, a meeting, a special meetings. Hallelujah. Are these meetings helping you at all? Yeah. Are you learning anything from them? Yeah. You are? Wow, beautiful. Beautiful. Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome all our um, brothers and sisters watching us online. The last time we had a meeting, we had about almost 200 people online watching us. Yes. So we have a lot of people out there who are watching us. And we have a lot of people here who are also live. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is, the last time we met, we were trying to define what faith was, isn't it? What did we say faith was? Faith was what? Faith was now, isn't it? Faith is now. Say faith is now. So faith is not tomorrow. Faith is now. That is what makes faith different from hope. Hope is tomorrow. Hope is what? Tomorrow. But faith is now. Faith is, I have it now. Faith is, faith is, it has happened now. Even though I don't see it with my physical eyes, it has happened now. I have it now. It's now. It's not tomorrow. It's not three days from today. It's now. Praise the Lord. So if it is faith, you will not push it into the future. If it is faith, you are okay. Do you see? Then patience can, can come. Patience can accompany your faith. Praise the Lord. Look at the amplified version of this verse. The Bible says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation. Do you see? The confirmation. Say confirmation. Confirmation. Do you understand confirmation? You have it now. You have it. It's assurance. I mean, this is a phone. You don't need anything to know that this is a... It's, it's here. I have it. Do you see? I won't say, well, I'll get a phone tomorrow. I have it now. That is how faith is. So faith is substance. Faith is the confirmation, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, like I mentioned the last time, the title deed. If I gave you 2,000 acres of land at Cantonment, hey, 2,000 acres of land at Cantonment, and I gave you papers to it. I gave you the papers today. That these are the papers. 
Are the papers as good as the land? Yeah. With lands commission sets, uh, whatever, lands title, whatever, everything is on it. Site plan, everything is on it, showing you that this thing exists. Now, even though it's paper, you know that it is real. You don't need to be there to start rejoicing. You can start rejoicing now. Matter of fact, you can start slapping people on the way. <laughs> is it true? You can just slap somebody. If the person is trying to slap you back, you just show him the papers. Charlie, I'll give you two plus. Don't slap me back. Is it true? Yeah. And they will flow. When they also see the papers, it's a confirmation. They know that, hey, the thing is really true. So faith is like that. Faith is, you have the confirmation now. You are not waiting till tomorrow. You are not waiting till three days from now. You have the confirmation now. I have the confirmation now that I have the, I have the, the, the admission to the school. I have the confirmation now that I have the job. So it is not, oh, we are trying to search for the job. You have, you have it now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what, what makes the thing so interesting is the fact that without this particular thing, you cannot have anything from God. James chapter 1 verse 5. Look at James 1 5. <laughs> James 1 5. King James. So you really need to understand it very well. That's why I'm taking my time. Do you see? Uh -huh. That's why I'm taking my time. That's why I'm not rushing into it. I'm really taking my time. Okay? It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abraded not or does not what does it mean to have? Some say abraded not. Let's do the other version so that they understand abraded not. Maybe you don't understand. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly. Do you see? Liberally and ungrudgingly. It's not on God's side. That's what he's trying to tell you. The thing is not happening not because God does not want to give it to you. Like when you pray, God says, like, You, you, this boy, you want me to answer your prayer after what you did yesterday? I mean, God is not into that. He is liberal and he gives liberally and ungradually without reproaching or fault finding. He doesn't have fault. He doesn't find fault with you. Are you saying it? Like because you did something wrong, so what you're asking for? You know, there are people who think like that. Because I did this, that's why this thing is not happening. Brother, cancel it. God is not like that. He's called the father of lights. And every good gift is from him. But he shows us, he says, go to, go to the King James. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and abraded not, and it shall be given him. Next verse. But let him ask in faith. Wow. Let him ask God in faith. Nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. This is, this, is the, this is the interesting aspect of it. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Let him not. Next verse. Verse 7. For let not that man think, don't even think it, that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Have you seen it? Let him not think that you receive anything from the Lord. So you need to understand how the thing works. How does the thing work? I have it now, not tomorrow. I have it now. The thing is done now, not tomorrow. It's done now. I have it now. It's confirmation. It's tied to D. They can be shown to people. You see, you start talking about the land because you know that the papers are correct. You are confident. You can start slapping people. 
When you slap and you come slapping people back, you just show it to them one plot. One plot. One plot. Then they'll tell you slap again so I can get two plots. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, isn't it? Yeah. Why? Because it is real. So faith is real. Faith is not tomorrow. Faith is real. Faith is now. Hallelujah. Faith is now. It's not tomorrow. Faith is now. Faith is now. Go back to that place in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the assurance. Assurance. The confirmation. The title deed of the things we hope for. So whatever you are hoping for, now you are sure that you have what you are hoping for. I'm assured. And time makes no difference. Makes no difference. Time makes no difference. So when you... You're, you may have faith today about a particular thing, and it will take a while for it to show up physically, but makes no difference the time it takes. You are in faith throughout. So the, there's something called faith and patience. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Look at Hebrews 6, 12. It says, Be ye not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience obtain the promises. So faith works with patience. Are you seeing it? That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith works with patience. So faith is now. I have it now. It's confirmed. But time makes you walk in patience. So if time is elapsing, you are patient. You are not moved. The Bible says that he that believeth shall not make haste. You are not moved. You are, you are staying at one place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Remember, the Bible says that for by this, for by faith, the elders obtained a good report. You will obtain a good report. I said you will obtain a good report. Yeah. So faith is now. The things you were hoping for finally have arrived. What you were hoping for has finally arrived. And it is confirmed in you. No man may see it physically. But in you, it is real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the last time I shared with you concerning how that you need the word of God concerning it. You need what God has said concerning it. Not what someone said. Do you remember? So I read concerning Abraham and how that Abraham was promised by God. He was not promised by a human being. He was promised by God. Now, what is the evidence you have that this thing has really and truly arrived? Where is your evidence? Where is your title deed? The title deed is your faith. Isn't it? Now, where, how do you show your faith for men to see? You use the word of God as the evidence. The word of God has been tried seven times and has been found without fault. And it's true evidence for man, for any man. So if you show it to them that this is what God said, and I believe this, okay? Then you can really give proper attestation to your assurance and your confidence. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because the word of God is the foundation, is the ground upon which you stand for faith to work. Not what someone has said. Not what you think, but the word of God. What is God saying? Has God said? Ask your neighbor, has God said? So you need to do a diligent search of the word of God concerning what it is you're asking God or concerning what it is that you're looking for. I think I mentioned that fact the last time, isn't it? You need that. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 14. Just to help you with that some more. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. To 31. 
And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was there alone. This is Jesus. Jesus was in the mountains alone praying. Next verse. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. The disciples had taken a ship and were on their way to the other side. He says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. The wind was blowing against them. They were suffering and struggling on the sea. And in the fourth watch of the night, that was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Hey, has your father danced that before? He was walking on the sea like that, coming. He walked six kilometers on the sea. Try it and see. <laughs> I preached a message in the Bible school called Try it and see. Hey! And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. Say spirit. It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Me, mommy, me, papa, they were crying because it was so serious. Then Jesus said, Hey, come, come down, come down. Not me. Not me. <laughs> but sure, when Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Look at the next verse. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, if it is you, bid me come unto, unto thee on the water. Now, Peter was sensible. Peter knew about faith. He knew that if God has not said it, he cannot do it. Because he could have just gotten out of the boat and started walking because he has seen Jesus. But he said, Lord, if it is really you, then talk. Bid me come. Give me a word that I should come. Have you received the word that you should come? If you have not received the word that you should come, where are you going? I tell you, you will sink and a funeral service will be conducted right, right there. Look at this. And he said, come. Now, if you read in a good Bible, you see that the come is red letters. Meaning that Jesus' words. Yeah. Jesus said to, to him, come. Now, the come became the foundation on the water for him to be able to walk on the water. And Peter did walk on the water. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And he did. He walked. Why? Because he got a word, personal word. What is your word? What is your word? Tell your neighbor, what is your word? If there's no word, remember, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? The rema, the rema of God, the spoken word of God. God has to speak to you concerning it. The healing will not happen if you've not heard anything concerning healing. If it does not come to you as a remnant, I'll show you what, how it works. Okay? Yeah. The, you must receive a word from God. What are the verses you are using? You are talking about finances. You are praying for money. What are the verses you are using? What are the scriptures you are using? Now, out of the scriptures, as you meditate on it, it will come to you as a So faith is not an easy way out. For many people, they think faith is an easy way. It is not an easy way out. Faith is not an easy way out. Faith is not assumption or presumption. Faith is not foolishness. Faith is real. Faith, people have tried to walk on water. Do you know people have tried to walk on water? Plenty of people have tried. And they all, they've all drowned. Yeah. They've all drowned. Now, they have scriptural reference. Because they held their hands and said, like, Jesus walked on water, so we also walk on water. We go feed them. And they drown. But there are other people. Charles and Francis Hunter have walked on water before. And there was nothing wrong. They were able to go. Why? It came to them as Rema, as a word from God. As a word from God. They didn't even suggest it. 
God said it to them. When they got to the brink of the shore, there was no boat to go. Then God spoke to them. Start walking. And they took steps and walked. Wow! Uh-huh. So, you see, it's not, oh, it happened for this one, so it will happen for me. You see, if it happened for this one, it's going to happen for you. You must allow yourself to stay on the word a little bit more. I'll show it to you. <laughs> so if you've not heard, make you no move. Are they beg? You go they sink. You go they what? You go they sink. Mark chapter 5. Look at Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Let's read from verse 27. Okay, let's read from verse 22. This is a story concerning someone who got something from God through faith. Okay? Now, and behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Giles by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Giles fell at Jesus' feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, Jairus has seen Jesus laying hands on people for things to happen. So that was what he was basing his faith on. Come and come and lay your hands on myself, my daughter, and she shall be made well. I sing it. Now, there's another guy, the centurion, who didn't need Jesus to come. He said that your words are enough. Speak your word, and she shall be healed. That was his faith. Now, both of them had faith. One's own was described as great. The other one's own, nothing was said about it. Hallelujah. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. So there were lots and lots of people around him. Okay? Thronging him. Do you understand thronging him? I'm not the one who said it. It's Pastor Jay who said it. I'm not the one who said it. Everybody was, you know, touching him. Do you see? So many people touching him as he was going. It's difficult to even take a step. As you take a step, three people take their step alongside with you. Plenty of people were going with him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Wow, 12 long years. She had suffered for 12 years, 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. The doctors could not help. A doctor would come and say, I can help you. She will go and nothing is working. And had spent all that she had and was nothing better. Never think that sickness is a good thing. Sickness will take all your money away. Like don't pamper sickness. Let sickness be what it is. It is from the devil. And treat it as such. Do you understand? Don't delete that little sickness. You'll be surprised at what it will do to you. It will make you poor. Asthma. My asthma. My hepatitis. My eyes. My diabetes. It will take all your money away from you. That's the, that's the, that's the point. That's the job. It will take all your money away from you. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Wow! Currently, there are situations like that. As we touch it, it grows worse. It's called what? Idiopathic. Is it idiopathic? You don't know the cause. We don't know the cause. It's just getting worse. And we don't know what is happening. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now, this is what I want you to see. There are a lot of things we will learn from these verses. But this is what I want you to see in verse 27. Go to verse 27. The Bible says that when she had what? Heard of Jesus. When she had heard of Jesus. This is where faith 
came from. She had heard of Jesus. What did she hear about Jesus? That Jesus was a miracle worker. Jesus was a healer. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all of them that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. And for this purpose was the Son of God revealed that he might destroy the works of the devil. Are you saying it? So she heard. What have you heard? She heard. She heard. She heard of Jesus. She had heard of something. Matthew chapter 14. Let's read the last two verses of Matthew chapter 14. Last two verses. Go to 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, when they had what? Knowledge of Jesus. When they got to know that Jesus had come, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. All. Next verse. And besought him that they might touch, only touch the hem of his garment. Now, how did these people get the information they have? They got knowledge of something that had happened earlier. They got knowledge from someone else's testimony. Whose testimony? The one we just read in Mark chapter 5. It has happened in Mark chapter 9. Okay, let's read Matthew chapter 9, verse 23. You can see it from there. Go up. Go up to... Yeah. Verse 26. And, and behold, the woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. She did what? She touched the hem of his garment. Next verse. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Next verse. And Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Okay? Now, the woman heard of Jesus and acted and got her results. The main thing I want you to see is the fact that you must hear. You must hear. You must know exactly what God is telling you to do. Don't assume. Okay? Some people have lost money because they assume that this one gave 1,000 cities and got 10,000 cities. So me too. When I give 1,000 cities, I'll get 10,000 cities. And they didn't get the 10,000 cities. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Now, they were trying to act on a person's testimony. But they didn't take their time on the testimony. They didn't allow God to talk to them. Because God is not like men's gold or super bet. <laughs> loom or loom. God is not like that. Are you seeing it? God is not like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the men of that place heard. They also heard. But when they heard, the Bible says that they besought him. You see, they had an interaction with the Lord. People act without interacting with God. Because someone said it, you also act. But you don't beseech God. You don't ask God about it. I don't know if I'm making sense at all. Go back to, go to Matthew chapter 14, where we're reading. When they heard that Jesus had come to their coast, what did they do? Yes, 1434. And when they were gone over, they came into, into the land of Gennesaret. Next verse. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, okay, when they had knowledge that he had come, what did they do? They sent into all that country roundabout and brought unto him all that were diseased. Now, when they brought him, what did they do? They did what? They be, let's read that version so that you understand. Like, don't do chacha with, with faith. Oh. It doesn't work like that. 
It's not what? It's not calculations. Talk to God about it. Okay? And begged him to let them merely touch the fringe of his garments. And as many as touched it were perfectly restored. Everybody that touched was perfectly restored. Why? They were acting on someone else's testimony, but then they weren't asking without the Lord's consent. They sought the Lord's consent. Mm-hmm. So don't say, oh, this person had this testimony, so me too, I'm going to do it. Ask God. Talk to God. Let God talk to you. Okay? Yeah. Because what God did for one, he will do for another. Even under different circumstances. But you must ask him. When Joshua and the children of Israel got to the brink of Jordan, they didn't start walking through the Jordan. They didn't just go through the Jordan. They sought the Lord. And God said, let the priests stand with the Ark of Covenant in the midst of, at the shores of the Jordan. And it will part into two. And it parted into two. Now, he didn't go and go and say that, Lord, like you did it for Moses, do it for me now. I don't know if I'm making sense. Uh-huh. You don't just make demands. Ask the Lord, what would God have you do? In Moses' case, God told him, stretch your hand with the rod towards the sea, and it shall part into two. And that's what happened. But in their case, God said, let the, let the Ark of Covenant go and stand in the midst of the sea, of the river. And it parted. So, remember. Remember these things. You must hear from the Lord for yourself. Now, after you've heard from the Lord, what do you do now? So what, what happens with faith? How do you put your faith to work? Now that you have heard from God, what do you do? The next thing you do is to believe in what God has said to you. Hallelujah. Believe. After you have heard. This is how faith works. After you've heard, okay, believe it. When you believe it, your faith is at work. The spirit of faith works on this wise. We all having the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believed, therefore we speak. Isn't it? Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. Is it true? We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. So, you must believe. Tell anybody you must believe. Now, faith is not the same as believing. Faith is a noun. Believing is a verb. Okay? Believing is a doing action. Faith is a noun. It's a name of something. Hmm. But believing is the actions that proceed out of your faith. Please, you understand? So the act of slapping somebody because you have the title deed is your believing. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? So believing is an action. Believing starts, believing is what pushes you into action. So if faith is there, now believe. Act. Act it out. Now, the action starts from your heart. There's something called your heart. Your heart is the center of your being. Okay? Let's look at this woman once again. Matthew chapter 9. So come to a definite conclusion in your heart, i.e. believe the word with your heart. Okay, so Matthew 9, let's read verse 21 now. Matthew 9, from verse 21. We can read uh, from verse 20 into 21, so we can understand it. 
And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Now, before she did that, there's something she did in her heart. So before she did an outward work, there was an inward work that had been done already. Now, if the inward work is not done, no matter what outward work you do, you will not get anything. Okay? So faith is, I have it now. Now, if I have it now, then I must do something about it. Do you see? So the art of me rejoicing because of the title that I've got is my believing. I'm putting my believing to work. Okay? And it starts from within. So the Bible says that, for she said within herself, when she heard about Jesus, the next thing she did was that she, heard, she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. She said within herself, what are you saying within yourself? <laughs> so believing goes into something called imagination. What are you imagining? Can you see that the thing is there with you? Can you see that you are walking in the thing? I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm -hmm. you see? And the amazing thing is that it is in believing that you get the specifics of what you are looking for. Let me show you a scripture. Mark eleven twenty-two. 22. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. So he started describing the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, not unto these mountains or a mountain, unto this mountain, is specific. Is what? So what specific thing? Are you seeing the specific thing that you are requesting for? So after hearing God about it, now start imagining about it. Start forming a thing. What is it? What color of shirt are you looking for? That is why Young Cho said that he asked because he thought he had faith. The day God spoke to him about the bicycle that he had requested for, the desk he had requested for, and the chair he had requested for. But it wasn't coming over a long time. Then he sought God about it. Ah, what is it? He, he said the following day, he didn't feel like what he, has, what he had requested for, he will have it. How many of you have read that book before? The fourth dimension. You have to read it. You will understand a lot of things. It's what I'm saying true. Isn't the book? Yeah. He said he, the following day when he, because he had faith, he knelt down and prayed and he realized God had spoken to him about the thing. But when he stood up the following day, he was wondering if he really... He really has the thing. And he sought God about it. Then God told him that you have to be specific about the bicycle. And start imagining that bicycle around you. So he started defining the bicycle. You say you want 5,000. Is it dollars or cities? <laughs> be specific. Or Naira. Because 5,000 Naira is also worth 5,000. And 5,000 Naira cannot do anything for you. 5,000 Naira is like, uh, is it 2,000, 20 cities or so? Why the Nigerians? How much? 5,000 naira. 50 cities is higher. It's not up to 50 cities. Is it 50 cities? Okay. 75 cities. Beautiful. That's gone high. So if you say 5,000, I would think it's $5,000. It's not. Like you have to be specific about what you're asking for. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. USD. <laughs> US dollars. Because if you say dollars, it can be. 
Zimbabwean dollars. Hey, hey, come. <laughs> Look at this. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, unto this mountain. So you have to be specific about what you're asking for. Okay? And have the reality of it. Have the reality of it. Before this building was built, I had worked in it so many times. No, you could nothing could stop me. I had worked in it so many times. So many times. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. As the, as, the, as the time goes, my imaginations run wilder. I'm seeing how I walk in the place. How I will talk in the place. Hey! If it's a sickness you want to you want to lead your life, start seeing yourself healed. How are you going to be walking? How are you going to be dancing? How are you going to be behaving? Start seeing yourself in the specifics of what you are requesting for. Are you in a church? Yeah. It's called believing. Internalizing what you believe, what, what you have faith for. Imagining it. Now faith must work with some visions. Because when Abraham, Abraham had a hard time believing, so God brought him out of his tent and said, look into the sky. Try numbering the stars. Abraham tries. One, two, three. He can't number. Then God told him, as, as many, you see, you see how many the stars are? As uncountable as they are, that is how your children will be like. So if Abraham is forgetting what he wants, what God, what he has asked God, he looks, he just has to look up. And when he looks up, his imagination starts coming back again. Faith is what? Specific. The woman said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. She didn't say, if I, if I may but touch him. If I may but touch the hem of his garment. She was specific. Peter said, bid me come. Bid me come. Bid me come on the water. He didn't say, bid me come. Maybe I'll, I'll come to the boat and come in and say, to bid me come. I want to walk on the water. Specifics. So be specific about your requests. Be specific about your requests. Be specific. And start seeing yourself with that particular thing. I mean, there was a woman who was spitting. She wanted a baby. She started behaving pregnant. That was what had been wed in her heart, and that was how she was behaving. Yeah, she was spitting like this. She bought maternity. You are not. You, she bought maternity dress and was moving around like that, pregnant, spitting, all over. Wow. Why? She's being specific about what she wants. She has seen how pregnant women behave, so she started behaving like that. And not long after, she had a baby with her. Hallelujah. You should see how your husband will look like. <laughs> I mean, what can you see? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, not a mountain, this mountain, be specific and start seeing it as the days go by. You are living in it, you are walking in it. Makes no difference. You can smell it, you can, you can, you can feel it, you can feel how it, how it will feel like. How would it feel like to be in America? Maybe you are praying for a visa to go to America. How will it feel like to be in America? You should put on some winter jackets. Hey! <laughs> Brothers and sisters, faith works so. It's a fight of faith. And whatever you do to get what God has, has told you, remember, God said it to you. Remember? Do you remember? 
God said it to you. You are not making things up. God told you. Now, because God told you, now I'm going to start acting. I'm going to start working it. I'm going to start believing it because God said it. So nobody can convince you otherwise. This is what God has said. I believe it and that settles it. I know what he said. I know what I asked for. I, am, I know it. Young Cho had to design the bicycle he wanted in his mind. He had to, he had to talk about it. God, okay, so it's, it, the bicycle should look like this. Because there are different types of bicycles. There's Buzanga bike. There's what, B, BMX. There's mountain bike. There's Buzanga Volvo. All kinds of things. <laughs> There's racing racer bike. What? Pajaro bike. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must be specific. Yeah. The woman said, if I may but touch, remember, the man who Jairus said that, come and come and lay your hands on my daughter. That was his faith. Specific. You see, the other man said, Speak a word. Speak a word. Because he has been imagining how Jesus will speak the word. And it will happen. He says, I'm a man under authority. I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to the other, come, and he cometh. So a word only is okay. Just say. Put it there. Put it there. So we examine that scripture. It's in Luke chapter 7, I think. Let's read from verse, verse 6. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was not far from the house, he was not even far from the house. He was not far from the house. Jesus was almost at the house. Now, this man's faith is not like Jairus' faith. This man's believing is not like Jairus' believing. What he has been imagining is not what Jairus has been imagining. Jairus has imagining that Jesus will come and lay his hands on his daughter and his daughter will be well. Jesus was going to act like that in this case. The man called and said, please, don't come to my house. That is not what I imagined. Wow. He was specific. He says, then Jesus went with them, with them and when he was not now far, now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. Don't come. Now, what, what would be better than having Jesus come to your house? He says, trouble not thyself. Don't trouble yourself. For I'm not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. That is why I did not think to come. That, wherefore, that thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. He's, I'm not worthy to come unto you. But I know. But say a word. Say in a word. And my servant shall be healed. Say in a word. Say in a word. One word. And, the, and, my, and my, my servant will be healed. Say in a word. Yeah. Say in a word. Why? For I am a man. For I also am a man set under authority, having an army soldiers. And I say unto one, go and he goeth. And to another, come and he cometh. And to my servant, do this and he doeth it. Next verse, verse 9. When Jesus heard this, he heard these things. He marveled at him. He was shocked. This is a shock. Because he's almost close to your house. He was shocked. God was shocked. And turned him about to go. He turned him about. And said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Great faith. Yeah, because the guy believed in just the word. He believed in just the word. He didn't be, don't come to me. I come to my house. Jairus said, please come to my house. In fact, Jairus' faith got shaken so much by the interception 
of the woman who came to hold, touch Jesus' garment. It was the same journey. Matthew chapter 11, isn't it? Matthew chapter 11. Jairus is the first person who came to see Jesus that come and come and lay hands on my daughter and she shall be well. Now while Jesus was on his way, the woman with the issue of blood came by her faith and came to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Now remember, Jesus turned initially, if you look at the one in Mark, Jesus turned and said, who touched me? Who touched me? And he was insisting, who touched me? And Peter said, ah, Lord. You see, these are some of the things that you do that I, I wonder about you. I'm wondering about you. There are so many people touching you. You see, and that's how, that's how the church is. There are so many people in the church touching the Lord, but they can't draw anything from him. They don't have answers. They don't have answers to change their lives. Why? They think that it's injustice it's it's in the touch. It's not just touching them. You touch with faith. That was the woman's faith. The woman's specific faith was this. If I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And she had been imagining how she would touch the hem of his garment. Remember, she said within herself. What are you saying within yourself? Ask your neighbor, what are you saying within yourself? What are you saying within yourself? I think I should show you this testimony one of these days. Maybe next week I'll show you this testimony. There was this lady who was very ill. You know, she, she used to work for Pep Stores. Do you know Pep Stores? How many of you remember Pep Stores? He came to Ghana briefly for some time. It was in Accra. There was one at Achimota, and there was one at Accra Central. But it's, it's a lot in Southern Africa. Zimbabwe, Zambia, those places, Botswana, South Africa. So she was, she was the manager for Pep Stores. One day she went to, and the shop, she was a manager, so she, she's the one who opens the shop, the shop, big shop, you know. And the shop is the type that has a ruler, a steel ruler, as the, the entrance, the, the gates. Then you have a glass behind it, you get it? So she was rolling, she rolled it up. And when she rolled it up and was standing at the edge to open the glass door, the ruler came down. And she looked at it. She was wondering what she was. She looked at it. And when she looked at it, it hit this portion of her eye. Kim, and then she fell. And it fell on her. That was, the, that was the beginning of her paralysis. She got paralyzed. She couldn't move. Her, her life was destroyed. For two years, she lay on her bed. I think you should watch the video. You, you will cry. You'll be surprised. Now, she was told by somebody that if you go to Pastor Chris's healing school, you'll be healed. And she believed it, so she went. She got them to carry her there. Once in the healing school, they mentioned that if the servant of God comes to lay hands on you, you'll be healed, if you believe it. And she believed it. That if they lay hands on me, immediately lay hands on me, I'm healed. This is her own testimony. When the man of God laid hands on her, now you think that he will spend so much time. He didn't spend, he just came, laid hands on her, and laid hands on somebody else. Transmitted the power and left. Now when, she, when he left, the lady stood up from the chair. The wheelchair she had been sitting in for two years. She stood up from it. And started, even though she couldn't walk much, but she started walking. I'm healed. I'm, she started shouting all over the place that I'm healed. And that was the beginning of her healing. She was giving a testimony two years later. And you can't recognize her. You, you, you can't. It's not possible. What was her point of contact? If they touch me, she's specific. And so she had been imagining, she said she had been imagining it all that while. 
when they touch me. <laughs> so specifics, do you get it? Specifics. 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 Start seeing it. Start seeing it. Hallelujah. Yeah, start seeing the rooms of the, of the school you want to go to. Start seeing how the healing will feel like. Start testing it out. Start feeling how the car will be like. You should see me watching videos of certain cars. I tell you. Yeah. I tell you. I just watch it. Man, this will be nice. It's going to happen. Be spe- tell me about be specific. Yeah. Now faith is the assurance. It's the assurance. She said within herself. So believing is the action. Believing is what starts making you act in a certain way. You start acting. You start acting. That's why it says that we are having the same spirit of faith as it's written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. One of the other sides of the action is the speaking. Yeah. You start talking about it. You start describing it. She said within herself. She said within herself. She was talking to herself. Yeah. Talking to herself. Talking to herself. Now, if it's going to be by your faith, you need to do these things. I tell you. Or else you don't have any business expecting anything from God. Let not that man think. It will elude you, be surprised. It doesn't matter how nice you are, or how beautiful you are, or how handsome you are, or how committed you are. It will elude you. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Remember, plenty of people were touching him. Plenty of people. They were thronging him. Peter said it. Hmm? Mark chapter, the one in Mark chapter 5. Peter said, Lord, ah, plenty of people are touching you, are thronging you. What do you mean? That someone is someone has touched you. Jesus said, Because virtue has gone out of me. Jesus was so power conscious. Power has, has left me. Someone has collected the power. <laughs> because without it, you cannot collect power. You can be in the system for a very long time. No power. And Jesus immediately, this is Mark 5.30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? Now, Jesus didn't even say, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? Because he knew what had happened. Who touched my clothes? Wow! Okay, next verse. And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and seest see thou who touched me? Who touched me? And Jesus was insistent. No, someone has touched me. Next verse. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, because she had been healed, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Abraham saw his child. Can I show you something? Yeah. Faith is so beautiful. Now, this one is in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 17. Now, there were two large actions of faith by Abraham. The first was in how he received his son. The second was in how he offered his son. (laughs) That is why he's called the father of faith. Now, after believing God to get a child, God said, bring your son and let me eat him. 
Your only son. That was God's word. That was who? So remember, faith starts when God speaks. Faith starts when what? God speaks. That is why I said you must make sure that God is talking. Now when God said, bring your son, your only son. Let's read the one in, in Genesis so that you understand. You see what God said to him. Genesis 22, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here I am, Lord. Next verse. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I shall tell you of. <laughs> In other words, bring your son and let me eat him. <laughs> After he had received him from God, though, by faith, God says, bring him, let me eat him. Now, when Abraham heard this, because look at this, Abraham knew that it was, it was in Isaac that the seed shall be, not in another. It was in Isaac. Because God has spoken about Isaac already, not Ishmael. It is in Isaac, in Isaac shall thy seed be. So when God requested for the boy to be killed, to be sacrificed, Abraham had no fears. Why? God is the one who is speaking to bring him to be killed. Go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17. <laughs> By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. He did what? He offered up Isaac. Did you hear? He offered up Isaac. In other words, he killed the boy in his heart. The boy was dead immediately God spoke. Why? And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. The one who had received promises concerning this boy offered up the, oh, his only begotten son. Why? Next verse. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Next verse. This is it. Say this is it. Lego shale bale gale bale bale. Now you must do this every time. That is why I said faith is what's specific. Faith is specific. Look at what Abraham did. Look at what Abraham, what, this is what happened in Abraham's heart. Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. This is what Abraham did. He accounted. He believed in his heart. He imagined that after killing the boy and slaughtering him and giving him up and bending him to the Lord, that boy will be returned to him. In the same way he offered him to God. That was what he believed. That was why he did not announce it to his wife. Because he knew that he was going to come back with a boy. This is what happened in his heart. What is happening in your heart? Tell me about what is happening in your heart. What are you accounting? What are you accounting? What are you accounting? Hmm? What are you accounting? The word accounting is logizomai. It means to put to your account. To credit to your account. If we put money into your account, is this really there? It is there, isn't it? It is credited to your account. You may not have access to the money, but you know that it is inside. Anytime you need it, you can go for it. Abraham accounted to the fact that, listen, this boy, I'm going back home with him. I can kill him. Now, Abraham did not have hesitation in his heart as to killing the boy because he had settled it in his heart that the boy was dead. 
So when he took the knife to sacrifice the boy, look at verse 10. Go back to Genesis chapter 22, verse 10. Genesis 22, verse 10. Oh, hallelujah. I will never fail in my life. I will never fail in my life. Not when I know these things. Charlie, move around accounting. Imagining. Accounting. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Put it to your account. Record it to your account. This thing is a done deal. It's a done deal. I see it. Abraham saw it too. Abraham saw his son going back home with him. He was not doing it with, with sadness. I don't know God, but I saw you. I thought you said that is not faith. You are in hope. You are in complaint. He did not complain. He did not think about anything. He was ready to kill the boy. And Abraham stretched forth the son and took the knife to slay his son. He stretched, he stretched forth the son. Okay? Now, go back. And Abraham stretched forth the son and took the knife to slay his son. He took the knife to slay his son. God had to call him in, in a hurry. God had to call him in a hurry. Abraham, Abraham! God had to hurry up because he was going to kill the boy. And God was not ready to bring the boy back to life like that. And then the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham! And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither thou do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. He did not withhold the boy from God. Why? He accounted. Where is your accounting? Where, are you? where, where is your accounting? Ask your neighbor, where is your accounting? Is it to your account? Where is your account? What is your imagination? Are you walking in it? Ah, you should see me walking in auditoriums. Listen, I'm a pastor, so me, I walk in auditoriums. That's what I, you should see me seeing congregations. When I close my eyes, I, I, see, congr I see congregations. That is why I know it's going to happen. Because as I'm going to the future, I'm walking into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think about. How about your business? How about your health? How about your finances? Are you seeing what money coming in to do what you are supposed to do? Are you seeing money coming in to do what you are supposed to do? Are you accounting? Are you putting it to your account? Are you being specific about what you are doing? Abraham was specific. He accounted. Look at it. Go, go back to the one in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. You read from verse 17. We're in verse 18. Of whom it was said, blah, blah. Then verse 9 says, accounting. He accounted that God was able to raise him up. Even from the dead. Look at the rest. Read the rest for me. One to go. In a figure, he received him from the dead because he killed him in his heart. The boy was dead. Why? He says, in a figure. So he had walked in figures. You understand figure? In a type. In an image. In an imagination. In thoughts. In hearts. Yeah. He has slaughtered the boy. What are you seeing? Can you see it? Are you in the church? Can you see it? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Can you see what you are looking for? Can you see what you are looking for? Yeah. I used to watch. I used to see how my, my, my children will be moving around. There's this particular image 
that I got through my meditation. Daddy, I was sitting in front of my house, in a garden in front of my house, a green garden. I'm still seeing it now. And I had a newspaper. I'm not a newspaper person, but I had a newspaper in my hand. And my daughter, I don't have a daughter, but my daughter, meaning that I'll go, I'm going to have a daughter. My daughter came from the house and brought me water and came to worry me and went back inside. Yeah. That is the meditation. That's the image I got in my meditation. So I knew I'll have a child. And I knew I'll have children. Even though that delayed. First year, she, we were having sex 3,000 times. Nothing was happening. Second year, third year. In the fourth year, a seed came. But listen, the imagination had always been there. I knew it. I knew what was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. And that is where the fight of faith is. In your imagination. In your imagination. In your attempt to account, to put it to your account, that they would want to abort it. Yeah, in your imagination. Pastor Chris told, you know Pastor Chris's second daughter was born normal. Charlene. She was born normal. Everything was okay. Everything was fine. Maybe I should show you that testimony as well. Everything was fine. Everything was okay. At age two or three. Was it three? We are very young. Three or so. Three or four. He said he was up in the balcony with, with, uh, with someone and he was looking down and the daughter was playing. Reverend Tom was downstairs playing with them, with the children. The daughter was playing, playing, playing. And then she wanted to climb the staircase. But then she couldn't climb the staircase anymore. Prior to that, she had been climbing staircase and going and coming and jumping and doing everything. All of a sudden, her legs became like spaghetti under her. Her legs could not sustain her any longer. When she stands, she goes down and cannot stand. When they hold her, she cannot stand. So, Pastor Chris said he saw the daughter behave like, ah, stand up, why are you not standing up? He was so offended. Stand up, why are you not standing up from up there in the balcony? And the, girls, the, the little girl said, I can't stand. Then he came down. And he said, okay, bring her inside. Bring her into the room. They brought her into the room. He picked her up. And then she would just collapse down. She cannot stand again. Just a minute ago, she was standing. A minute later, she could not stand. The devil is a wicked devil. Don't play with him. I tell you. Wicked devil. They took her to the hospital. You think Pastor Chris doesn't go to the hospital. Don't be fooled. Everybody goes to the hospital. Because hospital is there to help your faith. Okay? Hospital is there to help you in your time of not having faith. So that you can have enough time to put your faith to work. They went to the hospital. They checked. The doctor said, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening. What's going on? So, he said, you keep going to the hospital. We are going to also put our faith to work. When they came back, he put the child down and started talking to the legs. You receive strength in the name of Jesus. You walk in the name of the Lord. He said he did it for months. Months and months into years. Years. He said, during those years, he preached his best faith messages. His best faith messages were preached during that period. He said, preach on faith and preach on faith and see his daughter walking and running and jumping. So he turned it into a phrase. She'll walk, she'll run, she'll jump. She'll walk, she'll run, she'll jump. She'll walk, she'll run, she'll jump. When he stopped saying it, 
then he sees her right as she is now in his image. Then he said, no! He said he could shout in his office, no! That people in the office would run and come and say, Pastor, is everything okay? Then he said, everything is okay. Please go back. She'll run, she'll walk, she'll run, she'll jump, she'll walk, she'll run, she'll jump, she'll walk. She'll... And then he will see the image that the thing is not working. That is where the battle is. What is written in 1st chapter 6, verse 12? Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. It's in your accounting, in your specifics, in your imaginations, in your heart. What you are doing. Find the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereon thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. That's what it happens. Hallelujah. Many years passed by. They went to UK, did so many things. He said one day he went for a meeting in UK and he went home to go and visit. When he got home, they were not there. They had gone to the mall. And his older daughter called him and said, you should have seen what Charlene did. She was running through the mall. <gasps> All of a sudden, she was running through the mall. <laughs> then he said, I knew it was going to happen. I knew, I knew it was going to happen. So he drove to the mall to go and see. When he got there, as soon as he opened his, his door, the daughter was on another, was on a staircase somewhere. And she jumped off the staircase and ran to him and said, Daddy, look at what I can do. She was just running all over the place, started crying. Pastor Chris started, he said he started crying. He just broke out in tears and started crying. He said, I knew it would work because faith always works. Faith always works. So don't let the devil abort your imaginations. Don't let the devil abort it when you are trying to put things together in your, in your spirit, in your heart. You see, because you must believe it in your heart. What God has said, to, we know what God has said. Don't we know what God has said? God has said in his word. The word of God is what God has said. The word of God is what God has said. Now you must meditate on it for it to become remote to you. Then you start believing it. You start counting it. You start putting it to work in your spirit. In your imaginations. I hope you understand. Have you learned anything today? Have you been blessed? Put it to your account. Tell you about put it to your account. Accounting, accounting, accounting. It will happen. Though it may tarry. But you see it happening right before your eyes. Hallelujah. See, I'll never fail in my life. Say it again, I'll never fail in my life. I will forever prosper. Because I have the secrets. Yeah. Abraham believed God. He accounted it. He knew. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what you shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.